You don't have to look far until you can find someone who will tell you about some bad experience they've had in church. In fact, being hurt by the church seems to be a common screed that we see on everything from social media to just casual conversations for those who are not in church now and are looking for a reason to explain why they're not in church. My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship in Charlotte, North Carolina region. And today we're going to talk about church hurt. Ben, do you hear this as much as I do? Oh, I feel like the last couple of years it has exploded on the scene. And I think it really... Uh, came to a head with the podcast series, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Mm -hmm. It was a very popular series that came out, was it maybe one or two years ago? Mm -hmm. And um, it just captivated the the evangelical world and I think laid some, exposed a lot of realities that had happened in churches and people started coming forward with stories. But yeah, I just feel like it is... It's probably one of the first things if you're to if you were to Google church, mm-hmm. just church, and and you would come up with uh, this this narrative that seems to be um, more prominent than it used to be. Yeah, uh, it and you know a lot of the criticism is actually from the church as well on this because I cannot tell you how many times I've seen pastors who blog or or mm-hmm. you know religious leaders who blog who are, are saying how to recover from church hurt yeah, and yeah. has your church hurt you? We're the church for people who've been hurt by church, you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, to some extent, I, I think we've helped elevate it as well. But we're going to do a couple of episodes on this. And, and today our focus is really going to be on let's define what yeah. constitutes church hurt. Yeah. The, the, the reality is Anytime you get a collection, I mean, there's family hurt. Um, I mean, if you get if you get dismissed, laid off, uh, uh, passed over by a um, for promotion, uh, get disciplined for something. Uh, there's business hurt, corporate hurt. There's political hurt. Uh, why is church hurt almost like you know its own special category? Well, I think it comes down to that the very place that should be a place of mercy and grace and justice is not many times. And so the very, it's, it's a violation of trust. And anytime there's a relationship where there's a violation of trust, it feels, it it stings a little bit more. You know, I I don't think anyone would be surprised if, you know, well, I had my, I had this experience at Target and they really screwed me over or the car deal, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And we would think, oh, that's, that's just typical of, of big corporate you know things, but when it comes to church, I think there's this sense of this is a place where you go to get healing. This isn't a place where you go to get hurt. And so I think there's there's that reality. I think the other component is this: I do I with this series. What, what I, I want to make sure that we are we are threading this needle that we are not diminishing church hurt, but we're also not amplifying church hurt. And I think that we live. I think all of us would would recognize that. The, the current cultural climate seems to elevate victims, that mm-hmm. there's a there's almost a, a heroism in victimhood. And so I think one of the reasons why we're hearing about this more is because people f- want to feel like, look at me, I've been hurt. Again, don't when I say that, I'm not saying that um, there's not legitimate concerns and there's not abuse of power. There's not these issues that need to be dealt with in a, in a right way. But I do think that the just what's going on in our culture, it's it's almost like people are looking for uh, to be celebrated as victims. And so why not you bring that cultural expectation to the church? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up early in our conversation, Ben, because, I mean, honestly, over the years and 
I, I've had people tell me their conversation or have conversations with people who tell me their, their incidents of church hurt. Uh, I remember one very, very clearly is I wanted to sing a special and they would not let me sing a special. They had other people sing specials, but they wouldn't let me. Well, I happened to have sat by this person. <laughs> and let me just tell you, it was painful. <laughs> they, they did not have the self-awareness to realize it. Yeah. And yet, yet everywhere they went, they would say, oh, well, I'm not going to that church. They hurt me. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of examples that maybe not that egregious, but they may be over sincere differences like doctrine. For instance, I've seen women put up, uh, I, you know, I, I left the Southern Baptist because I felt called to be a pastor mm-hmm. and they wouldn't ordain me. Yeah. But yet the entire history of the Baptist denomination and Southern Baptist in particular has been that the office of pastor is reserved for men. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, because the political climate has changed or because culture is, has, has shifted, they feel like they should change their core doctrines right. to accommodate something that is new and unique in that. So help me understand what is a legitimate church yeah. hurt in light of those? Yeah, I think that I, I'm glad you brought those up. And we'll talk a little bit more about what church hurt is not, because I think we do need to identify that there are things that people will say, I've been hurt by the church. And then when you peel back the layers, it's like, I don't think that's that qualifies. So I did some I did some research last night and I came across a definition off of a counseling website that I absolutely love. I think it's because I've read some definitions like church hurt is any time that at the church or someone in authority has hurt your feelings. And it's kind of like no 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 like that is <laughs> that is too broad and too open to interpretation to say well that's church hurt. I like I like this idea of that and here's the definition that church hurt is the painful experience of being exploited in the context of a collective local church where spiritual language is used or scripture is used to justify wrongdoing and protect offenders. Okay. Mm. So it's this idea that someone has been used and abused and they, the, the leaders or the people in, in positions of authority use scripture or use spiritual language to justify their wrongdoing and protect offenders. So the, the really comes down to, I think, three major categories is um, abuse. Mm-hmm. Like there's legitimate abuse. I'm talking physical abuse, um, spiritual abuse, uh, sexual abuse. Um, or emotional abuse, S- some kind of manipulation, or, or they they have violated your per- personhood at some level, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's we can classify any kind of abuse as church hurt. The other one would be a misuse or abuse of power. So the idea that someone in authority has used their spiritual authority to take advantage of someone who has no voice or can't protect themselves, right? And then it then just comes down to what I'd call is unrepentant sin. Like there are things that people do. There are things that you and I have done in, in leadership that, oh, we look back and say, man, I really messed up on that one. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to that person and saying, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Instead it was, well, I'm the pastor, therefore you have to conform mm-hmm. to me. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's never an apology. There's or it's a ne- different set of rules. Yeah, there's different set of rules for leadership. So I think there's a... That's how I would address. That's like the big picture of that. If it doesn't fit within that category, it's most likely not church hurt. Does that make sense? It it, it does, and and I think 
at some point, we ought to assume some responsibility for exploring what someone says when they've been hurt mm, by the church mm-hmm. as, as part of, of uh, you know, our due diligence, but also reaching understanding and, and helping others mm. uh, recover from uh, perceived church hurt that may not be legitimate or actual church hurt yes. that may have been just egregiously offensive and wicked. Yes. And, and so um, I, I think not just summarily accepting the other person without at least asking for some definitions and examples is, is a little reckless on our part. Yeah. I, I think uh, we're going to deal with this in another episode, but there's also just this world of church hurt can be from coming from the congregation to leadership or leadership to congregation. Absolutely. Right. Like there's, der- we've both been on both sides. There, of that, We have right? been on both sides of those things. So, and we'll deal with that in another, another uh, episode. But I do think that what you're saying is, Whenever someone makes a claim of church hurt, number one, again, let's we don't want to diminish it. We don't want to amplify it. The key is let's find out the truth. Let's find out what has really been done. Let's find out what has been said. And let's make sure that that grace and truth and justice are are accomplished with whatever whatever has transpired. Because um you and I have both heard stories of I mean, just egregious things happening in the church that makes our just blood boil and our mm-hmm. skin crawl. Like we cannot believe a church would um, would do something so egregious. Like like uh, I'm I just reading last night some of the things that people were saying. You know, uh, a woman goes to their small group leaders and say, "Hey, my husband is abusing me," and they're like, "Hey, you just need to be more obedient to your to your husband." Like mm. those kinds of things. Like that is. That's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, issues of, uh, you know, the 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 people, you know, someone says tells the pastor, "Hey, I'm just having some, I'm having a hard time with some of the decisions you're making, not in a egregious manner or you know attacking manner, but anything that you know all of a sudden he, he just drives them out of the church and kicks them out. It just those kinds of stories you and I have heard of that." just are despicable to Mm -hmm. us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think you have to find out what has really transpired and what's really going on here. So I think, I think another thing that we ought to consider is, is this, the church is an institution, you know, I mean, that, that's such a broad definition, Mm. but the church is an institution like Government is an institution, mm. and business or the economy; these are pillars of civilization. Yeah. They're they're important things, and so when we summarily assign blame to the institution, when it would be better assigned to the individuals, is a tendency that I think a lot of that's us do. Point. But I think it's dangerous. For instance, well, all government officials are corrupt. Well, that's <laughs> it may seem like that, yeah. but it's not true. There are some yes. really good, hardworking statesmen and women uh, who have uh, served their governments around the world with integrity and uh, uh, patriotism and right motivation. Um, So it's rather cynical to simply dismiss all of government as somehow evil and corrupt. The same thing is true of the church. Mm. What we may need to say is someone at the church Mm -hmm. hurt me. Um, And in as much as, you know, a lot of people say we have family hurt. That doesn't mean the family is not worthy of participation or aspiration. But, you know, everybody's got a jerk family member. 
yeah. know, the person that comes in and, and immediately stirs the pot. The, mm. the person that when they come in and sit at the dining room table at Thanksgiving, you know, oh, here we go. How yeah. long is it going to take for them to say something outrageous? Churches are that way as well because churches are places where broken people tend to congregate. Absolutely. And we would expect that. We would want that. It's like, you know, people, you know, say, well, church is filled with hypocrites. Well, of course. But where, where else should they go? And it's like saying, well, the hospital's filled with sick people. Well, of course. Where should they go? Yeah, I, I think that they're at some level. <laughs> and I used to say this when at my when I used to teach the membership class at my old church. I think you've probably shared something like here at, at our uh, membership class here at Life Fellowship. But we, I always used to tell people, there's going to come a point in your time here at this church where someone's going to make you upset. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to say something. Someone's going to say something to you. And and what the key is that we learn how to apply the Bible, Matthew 18, some of these principles that the Bible clearly teaches of what happens when we when there's a when there's an offense, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that we've got to learn how to handle things biblically. The problem is church hurt happens, and and I've got three components of of or I would say characteristics of churches that tend to let the church be systematic, mm-hmm. right? The whole idea of when the rise and fall of Mars Hill was here was a church uh, structure, the Church of Mars Hill, which is in Seattle, was built off of this person's gifting. His name was um, Mark Driscoll. Um, I won't go into the whole history and, and the episodes. And, you know, in some ways, what's interesting about that podcast series was it started a few episodes and it just like caught fire. And mm-hmm. then they just kept creating more episodes. And like towards yeah. the end, you're kind of like, okay, you're we've this, been, we've covered this, this ground before. This cat right? has been beaten to death. <laughs> all right. It's probably like the first three or four episodes are I legit. I still listen to them all though. <laughs> I'll confess. <laughs> but here's, here's what I would say. Churches that do hurt, right? I think you're making, is there a problem episodically? Mm-hmm in churches or is there a systemic problem Mm -hmm. so now that's really cool uh, or essential episodic versus systemic yeah Yeah. there's a massive difference i would say almost every church in north america you're going to have episodes of church hurt Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean the church is dysfunctional it doesn't mean that the the people there are bad it just means there's gonna be times when people don't do what they should be doing but but there are systemic churches out there that are dangerous Mm -hmm. right and so these three characteristics that 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 identified number one, there's a lack of spiritually qualified leaders. Mm. All right. So what happens in the most church hurt systematic churches is there's gifted leaders at the top, but not, not character leaders at the top. So all of a sudden you've got people, man, they can preach a sermon and they can lead an organization and they can, they've got, their gifts are unbelievable, but they do not have the humility and the character of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, number two is, there lacks there's true there's a true lack of accountability at the highest level of leadership mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there's no true elder team there is a either one person and a group of yes men or there is a dominant board and a, a yes man pastor yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying the autocracy or the dictator yeah. a- exactly yeah. but there's no real uh and, and they play off each other the lack mm-hmm. of, of accountability plays off of a lack of spiritual leadership they, they go hand in hand almost and then number three, there's just a lack of repentance. Mm. There truly is this sense of um, no matter what is done wrong, we protect the institution above helping the individual. Yeah, almost an us versus everybody else. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we've got the answers. We got the solutions. Don't question our. And that that was really prominent back in the fifth, 50s. I mean, a lot of times these church abuse situations would come up decades ago and saying, "Hey, this." 
pastor abused me or this happened in the mission field. And it was kind of like, hey, well, we don't want to hurt the reputation of the institution, and which is yeah. horrible, right? Yeah. And we're reaping the consequences of a lot of decisions that were made decades ago from that. Yeah. And it, it, quite frankly, it wasn't that many decades ago, as recently as in the 80s and 90s. Well, yeah, I think the Southern Baptists have gone through that. Missions agencies have gone through those kinds yeah. of things. But, but and again, the important thing is, is now that they're dealing with it, let them deal with it. Yeah. Don't, don't demand that you burn everything yeah. to the ground. Absolutely. But make sure that you don't let the injustices yeah. and, the, and the dysfunction continue. Yes. The, the last component or last characteristic of a church hurt is that they want you to conform to church culture and not Christ. Oh, well, that's a good one. So the idea is we want you to live by our standards of rules. We don't, yeah, we'll, we'll use the Bible to accomplish our purposes, but the church culture in itself is way more important than you actually following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's a, th- those are all components that are, 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 are there. So what is church hurt? Not I, th- we, you alluded to this at the beginning. I want to, I really want to touch on this before we end um, because we have to identify churches that hurt. And, and so now let's talk about what is not church hurt. So I've got about six things. Number one, when someone confronts you on your own sin, that's not church hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're doing something unbiblical, you're living in sin, and someone says, "Hey, humbly, you you've you've got a sin problem, and yep. I love you enough to to confront you on that." That's not church hurt. Right. Okay. That's being biblical. Uh, number two, you just mentioned it before: disagreement on on minor or even major theological issues. If you come to the conclusion, "Hey, listen, we've got to agree to disagree here," that that you believe. You believe that women can be pastors. We do not. We're just going to have to, like, we cannot support you in this endeavor. That's not church hurt. It's we're sta- we're standing by our principles and in order by or our convictions. This is how we interpret scripture. We're not saying that that uh, God can't use you. We're just saying that w- with what we believe, there are limits on on certain offices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so those are that's not church hurt. Num- number three, uh, warranted church discipline. All right. All right. So church, if someone discipline, you know, warranted church discipline, the idea of, hey, if someone's continuing living in unrepentant sin, um, we're going to exercise church discipline until they repent. Yeah. I remember if a couple came to see me one time uh, planting this new church in Denver and this new couple comes and they're just so faithful and they're just so, oh, this is the best church, Pastor Ben. Be very careful. I always like, now I've got my antennas up and then someone is super complimentary of our church, like in the front end, I'm like, okay, what do you want? Particularly if they're comparing you to their previous Yes. <laughs> so anyways, I finally sit down with this couple for coffee and they tell me, well, we used to go to this church, um, but they didn't support our relationship. I was, you know, the wife came from, you know, my husband never loved me and his wife never loved him. And we discovered, you know, the guy was on a church staff before and they had had an affair and now they were married and they were like, we're just looking for a church home that will love us and accept us and we can serve. And I just said, listen, um, and again, I would, when you're a church planter, you want as many people as right, possible right. coming to church. And I just said, listen, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to feel comfortable you coming to this church until you first go back and make things right with your old church. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to make sure things are right there and then we can talk. 
And man, he, the guy got so mad. He stormed up. I, this is what churches do. And I'm just like, no, 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 th- that's not church hurt. That is we're principled church leaders. We're, we're holding fast to the faithful word of God is saying, we're not going to compromise our beliefs. Yeah. Saying it's church hurt doesn't make it church. Yes. Right? Um, you mentioned this being told. No, if someone says, Hey, we're not going to do that ministry or, or no, you can't sing. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a parent, you're always thinking of when your kid says, can I do this? You're always thinking of the big picture. Well, if I say yes to that, that's going to affect this sibling. And there's a lot of times people might have, I want to do this ministry. And you're thinking as a pastor, if I let you do that ministry, it's going to distract from this missional endeavor. You know what I mean? Like we, we can't see, do every we ministry. We can't do everything. We can't even endorse everything. And so, um, but just because someone tells you no, doesn't mean that that's church hurt. Right. Right. Um, and then, the the other thing is um, unintentional neglect. Oh, this is a good one. I'm so glad you're bringing this one. Because there are times that people slip through the cracks of church, yeah. right? That that maybe they had an expectation of, um, I expected my pastor to do X, Y, Z, right? And maybe the pastor did X, but not Y and Z. And, and maybe there was just, maybe there were mistakes made on church leadership, but when when the opportunity comes to say, hey, listen, I needed this from you, and oh man, I'm so sorry. That's not church hurt. That is just you're dealing with flawed individuals who can't fully do everything perfectly. Well, and sometimes it's unrealistic expectations because yeah. you know a church not meeting your expectations for those areas is not church hurt. Yes. I think um, I've literally seen people say, "I quit coming to church to see how long it would take somebody to notice." <laughs> <laughs> And then they Bad idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. Part of my issue is if if you're not doing anything in the church, your attendance is sporadic anyway, and then all of a sudden you stop coming and nobody notices. That may be more on you than on yeah, the church. Yeah. But or or I was in the hospital, and nobody called me. Well, did you call the church? Yeah. Are you a member of a life group? Did no you? No one knew. Know? Right. No, we're not mind readers. Yeah. Right? The, the those are so crucial. And man. Time just evaporated. I know. I know. So we're gonna we're actually gonna hit we're this, gonna pick again. this up again. So yeah. I hope you'll tune into us again on Life Talks as we continue this conversation. And again, you know, sometimes I we we worry. You know, well, does this sound defensive or does this? Are y'all just saying this because you're pastors? No, we believe this is important to body health. Mm. We believe this is important to the mission of the church right. and kingdom work. Because as long as we're fighting over petty issues, we're not focusing on the main thing. And the main thing needs to keep the main thing the main thing, and That's that right. is the gospel of Christ. Right. So let's uh, let's pick up this conversation. Conversation. Again, as always, thank you so much for listening to us here at Life Talks. We hope you'll go back and listen to some of our old episodes. We have over four, I think 450 of them now that uh, you can listen to, tell others about it, share us on social media. And until next time, thanks as always for joining us here at Life Talks.